Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Today is really special. I can't wait to uh, share today, but uh, through the word, Jen and Ryan will be taking us there. So can y'all just make them feel at home today as they bring the word for us? We love you guys. Can't wait to hear. Let's go. You got it? Yeah, guys, this is fun. This is a new one for, for me. Um, yeah, let's, I always appreciate when Jay and TC start out their messages by just asking God to speak to us. I just, it takes us from a perspective of like, you're here to listen to some information to like, we are here to engage with God. Um, so let's let's do that, but let's also... Take a minute. Let's do something a little weird. If we get, we get called weird sometimes at Midtown, it's a good thing. Um, but let's pray for one another as we just sit here. And I, I just ask that you would look around the room as you're praying. You can silently, aloud, whatever you want to do. But that we would pray for those in this room to experience the Lord. That their hearts would be soft to hear his word that they'd be filled up with his spirit. So let's just do that. Like, Lord, thank you for every person here. We just ask that you would do a work in them, that you would meet every single person exactly how you need them. Lord, thank you that each one of them is precious in your eyes. Each one of them. There's not a single person who's overlooked here because you're looking. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. So the past um, five or six weeks, we've been talking through this concept of, of, that came from Galatians 6, um, specifically Galatians 6, 2, where it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And we just started to notice that there, there's a lot of people in today's day that are just feeling heavy, that just have a lot going on in their lives, like just feel completely overwhelmed with what's going on in their world. And, you know, one Sunday, Jay sensed this. He like, he felt like the Lord brought it to him that, hey, we need to address this as a church. And the, the, the interesting thing was that when he had the invitation, there, there was there wasn't a lot of people who came up. So we started asking the questions, what does it look like for the church to be the most safe place in the world for us to be able to bring our burdens and, and bring our vulnerabilities so that we can trust God and the people of God to actually share our burdens with? And we really started digging into this and, and we found through this passage that like, it's actually in doing that, we get to fulfill the law of Christ, which is to love one another. So when we are able to share and help each other, if, if we're able to do that, like we collectively get to look more like Jesus because we did it together. 
And, and we're, we're inviting one another into doing that. And TC had an awesome message last week about what does it look like if we've got a pack on our back with, you know, a hiking pack for 50 pounds. And if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I need help, there's not enough room in our life, in our energy, in our, in our ability to even take on anything. And in that case, we have to actually pull stuff out in order that we can receive anything from anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we did a little recap. Y'all, we're learning how to do this together. So just like <laughs> love us through it, you know, here we go. And so as we were preparing, uh, we learned a lot about how uh, God made us one. And like sometimes it feels easier to do things separately. I don't know if any of y'all feel that in the room. It would be easier to do it alone, but it would be better if we did it together. So that's what we're learning as we prepare, just so you know, the heartbeat behind some of this. Um, But as he he recapped, there's something special about a a recap, but a definition um, of a word that we're going to be talking about. We're talking about this word burden, and there's something about uh, words that you say and you maybe don't know what you're what they mean. You know, I don't know if you've ever said that, but sometimes in church I find myself saying words and I'm like, and then Cohen asked me about it and I'm like, I don't actually, I don't have a clue uh, how to describe that to you. I don't know, what, I don't know, but I say it a lot. Uh, so we're going to define burden and then we're going to talk about it. Does that sound good? Okay, so burden, uh, something heavy that renders your mind or body uneasy. So there is something heavy that like is taking your attention. You are thinking about it a lot. You are um, probably moving in response to it a lot. And it is genuinely, instead of the, this like love of Christ compelling you, this, this thing is probably compelling a lot of your decisions in your relationships, in your finances, maybe in the way that you're responding to life. Um, and so with that, that definition, uh, it, it's kind of vague, but it comes on a, on a, on a scale of there are some burdens that are like very large burdens. Uh, There are some ones like I lost my job. My mom has cancer. I have an addiction. There are really heavy burdens. There's are big things. Uh, and then, you know, on the other scale of things, there, there might be small things that just keep adding up. You know, I don't know if you know this, but like something small that, that as I was preparing for this was thinking about like, any parents in the room, like childcare situations? Like if you need consistent childcare, I don't know, maybe all of our moms are here, but if you need consistent childcare, there's something that is like a little bit heavy about that. Do you know what I mean? If something cancels or something happens or, um, you know, I don't know if it's uh, paying your mortgage, like making enough in your job if you're not a salary to pay your mortgage. Uh, things that just begin to control your thoughts. You think about them often. And then there might be silly things like, y'all, last week, to be honest, this felt like the straw that broke the camel's back. But I got a nail fungus, okay? Y'all, I went to the nail salon and I got a nail fungus, okay? And that might not seem, yeah, say ew, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not embarrassed by it either. Uh, all of you ladies or gentlemen that are going to the nail salon, just, I don't know, do with that what you want. But I was just thinking about it. I went to the doctor and this sounds funny, but I, I, it like actually was true in my life, which speaks to something deeper that I was probably carrying more than I should have. Um, But I went to the doctor and uh, she looks at me with a straight face and says, "Um, so here's this cream and you can put it on uh, for 48 weeks. Straight face. And I was like, there are 52 weeks in a year. 
round that sucker on up. You're telling me twice a day for a year? I got to put that thing on my pinky finger? And she, she just was like, yeah, I don't, that's, it's really easy to get. It's really hard to get to go away. So I came home and I was just thinking about one more thing to have to do. And it sent me a little over the edge. It did. It spiraled to the point where I don't cry a lot, but I entered into it over the last two weeks where it had nothing to do with the nail fungus, but it was like uh, my chest started to feel tight. Anybody's chest start to feel tight when you're just like, whew, all right, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. And then uh, I just felt like as I was talking, even about simple things, there were just like tears, like brimming on my eyes, you know? And for someone who doesn't cry a lot, I'm like, wow, we have some things to, to deal with in that. And uh, he led me into Matthew 11 as we were talking about it. I think it was two weeks ago. I think it was the week that I found out about my nail fungus. And we're going to look back into Matthew 11. And I know it's funny. It's funny, but it's serious. You know what I mean? It's funny, but it's serious. Um, okay, so Matthew 11, this is what it says. I think it's going to come up here. And there should be a part that's underlined, maybe. No, it's not, but I'll emphasize it for you. So it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And something we were talking about, and even again last night at Life Group, or Wednesday at Life Group, just those four words, let me teach you. And then there's this like in, in between part that says, because this is who I am, but then it says, so let me teach you. And I want to teach you so that you find rest for your souls. So today, we just want to look into what Jesus wants to teach us about burdens. And so before we step into these like two questions that we really feel like God gave us, um, there's this part that has to happen and you have to get honest with yourself. And so in three parts, right? One, admitting I have a burden, I don't know, just like close your eyes for a second. Like, I have a burden. I have many burdens. Okay, second part. Um, unlearning my natural rhythm or habit of dealing with said burden. I don't know about y'all, but uh, there's no level of like suppressing or like pretending or self-medicating that heals that. There's none. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know, you were, you were having a little bit of a, I don't know, at Life Group, we were having conversation about that. Yeah, last Wednesday we were talking, and um, I just asked a question, like, what are, like, maybe not what should we do, but what are we currently doing with our burdens? And, and like, like Jen was saying, like, the answers were all over the place. There's yeah. like, hey, I make a pros and cons list, and I try to reason through as much as I possibly can. I you know, suppress it. I deny it. I will, you know, just like completely ignore it and watch Netflix until it comes back. And like all these things are like temporary relief, but it's just building up the weight behind the dam that is ready to just come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's all of it falls short of yeah. what is intended for us. Yeah. Yeah. And as we look on that third part then, so if we're going to name it, 
and then we're going to, <laughs> to say, I don't want to do it the way that I've been doing it, then we're going to invite Jesus to teach us how to do it. And we're going to relearn what to do from Jesus. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to relearn what to do because we know that his ways are best. So two questions that we had was, how do we release our burden personally? And then how do we help others do that? I don't know about y'all, but there, those two questions, uh, as, as, the, as the Holy Spirit gave this to us, uh, spoke deeply about like our personal walk with Jesus and how much that affects those around us. So if I continue to carry these burdens, uh, Ryan is impacted, and my kids are impacted, and my life group is impacted in those things. So we're just going to unpack those. So the first one, um, the first answer is, how do I release my burden? And that was, share my burden with someone godly. And that word godly is so important, and we find that in Galatians 1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And that word is so important, and, and it means that the one it means one who is filled with and governed by the Spirit, one who has consumed the breath of God and is in turn breathing it out. And, uh, and something about that is so important um, because in that space, a, a godly person is going to know um, that the purpose of being together, the purpose of sharing your burdens is for healing. James 5.16 says, uh, confess one to another and receive healing. And so the purpose of that space is healing. And, and, and that is, is so important because not all um, like advice that sounds good is godly. You know, like not everything that sounds good to the ear or looks good on a funny meme is good, is good. And so, I don't know, we were, we were joking a little bit about like ways that we get things, people we hear stuff from. And it's like, you're not going to take dating advice from the Kardashians, but like, but we do. Do you know what I mean? Because there's this thing about everything that's coming at you, you're consuming, it is. It is filling you of some sort, you know? Like, I heard this on the radio. I saw this on Instagram. I talked to my mom about this. I, you know, like, all of these things. And we were just talking about all the things that come through. And this simple, simple, um, like, boiled down is that test everything to make sure it aligns with the Word of God. And, like, a funny mental word picture that goes with that is, like, chew it. We were talking about this in terms of like praying over one another. Like chew it, you know, because it's like coming to you and you're going to eat it. Chew it, but you don't have to swallow it, you know? Like you can spit it out. You don't got to keep it. It doesn't have to nourish your body because like what is coming in here will come out. So that's what Paul says, you know what I mean? And so when you're talking about that, like chew it. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I get that. I get that. Does that align with the word of God? No? Well, cool. You know, like it doesn't have to say, I think about like steak and maybe this is unpopular, but you know, when you bite that fatty part of steak, I mean, some people might eat that. I don't know. Is that a thing that people eat? Okay, fine. Lester eats it, but I spit that junk out. You know what I mean? You like rubber it and it's awful. It's awful. Spit that out, you know? 
But as you finish that in your time of healing, uh, in your time of healing, in your time together with someone godly, and you're, you're processing that, and then you're going to pray about it. So you've shared it, you've received some godly counsel, you're going to test it, and then you're going to pray to it. And this is the part that like transitions into our next like answer to how do I release my burdens, and that's you transfer the weight. You transfer the weight. In 1 Peter 5, 7, we see, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. And I think when I was, when I was reading that, uh, there has to be um, in my heart, there was this part that was like, does he, you know, like, does he care for me? If this is, you know, if my, if my mom has an addiction, if my dad dies, like, if my kids are sick, like, if I lost my job unexpectedly, like, there are big things. And it's like, he cares for me? Yes, because he cares for you. You can cast all of that on him. And we went to uh, Gatlinburg last weekend, and we spent some time at a creek. And uh, I didn't bring the rock. The rock's in the lobby. If you want to see the rock, I brought the rock. It's in the lobby. But this image right now um, is we went to a creek, and uh, my three-year-old, we were playing and just having lunch and hanging out, and he saw this, like, rock. And it's like, I don't know, this size. Again, it's in the lobby. I'll put it in the middle. It's you like can look at it later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he really liked it, and it was, like, perfectly circular, And as I read that scripture, I just thought back to this rock. As we're getting ready to leave, he's like, I'm bringing that with me. And I'm like, I'm not carrying it. We're not bringing it. Nature stays in nature. Hard rule. My sweet mother, grandparents, they say yes to everything because they can. Do you know what I mean? They do, and they're amazing, and that's wonderful. My mom's like, yeah, sure, let's take it home and do a science experiment and see what's inside of it. And I'm like, great. So we had this like mild hike back down to where our car is. And I kid you not, it was five steps. It was five steps. But I said, if if you're taking it, if you're bringing the rock, you're carrying the rock, kid. That's what's happening. Okay? Five steps. 15 seconds max. And he's like, um, this is heavy. And he's like so dramatic about it. Like, oh my gosh, this is so heavy. Oh, this is so heavy, you know? And he's just being so dramatic. And he just like plops it to Ryan. He's like, Ryan, you carry it. You please, you carry it. We need it, obviously. So you carry it. And then he has the audacity to say, carry me too. He says that, you know? I got the little one strapped to me, so I'm like, you're on your own for this. I respect you. You, you decide what you want to do. But in this instance, what I loved about it and what God brought back to mind was my three-year-old had, like, no shame. Mm-hmm. No shame. No inhibition. No thought at all. He was just like, um, my dad's really strong. This is really heavy. He can carry it. Thus he will, you know? And I think that that's this, this thought process of like, let's be three-year-olds with heavy rocks that they want to do science experiments with that just pass them off to dad with this confidence because we were not made to carry these like heavy things that weigh us down. He never intended for us to carry. He always intended for us to be like, uh, this is really heavy, here you go. And he's like, oh, it would be my joy. It would be my delight. I care for you. I would love to do that for you. And he wants to. He so wants to. So now, now we're talking about, so we've got um, that first part about talking to someone godly and the second part about transferring weight. And now you're like, 
yeah, but how do I do that? You know, I think that's what we've been talking about the past five weeks. They, it's good stuff. Like, I was hit here when, when the first week we read about um, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's so powerful. And now, as we've discovered how to do it, I'm like, let's do it in our lives. So this is what I thought. This is what I thought, and then, and then Rodag's going to take, take us into how we help each other. But we all close your eyes with me for a second? And I want you to just ask God right now to reveal if there's any burden that you're holding on to. First thing that comes to mind, Holy Spirit, would you speak to the people in this room? Would you bring things to mind that you did not intend for them to carry? And then we're going to claim that you were not meant to carry the thing that he brought to mind. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. That's what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. So we can claim that with confidence. And then release it. Dad, I give this, whatever you brought to mind, heavy burden, to you. Now I believe, I'm declaring, I have given my heavy burden to my strong dad. He can and will carry it for me. And then we're going to repeat it again because sometimes we need to do it every single moment of every single day. If it keeps coming back to mind, dad, I give you this heavy burden. I do not want it back. It is not mine to carry. I've given it to you and I trust you. And something about this is like, it's really easy to say that. And so we're going to keep saying it. We're going to keep saying this truth until it becomes the thing that we do. We're going to keep doing that over and over and over and over until we stop carrying and we start giving as a first response, not like years and years and years and years later. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good that the, it's not like the rock disappears, like the responsibility for the rock and the weight of the rock has shifted, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, if, if that's how we're supposed to, to release our own burdens, I think we've, we've been doing this for long enough to where I think there's an excitement in our group, in our midst here that is like, like I'm ready to step into other people's lives. Like I want to fulfill the law of Christ. I want to know what it means to like be able to help others release their burdens. But that's the big question. How do we actually act, like apply that? And um, the first thing that comes to my mind is we have to set the table and, and create an environment where the person that we're going to help actually feels open honest and vulnerable enough to do it in front of you. And that seems very basic, but I I think so many times we can just kind of rush past each other, you know, like we, we're not willing to just sit with one another and set a table or an environment that like God himself wants to use you as a vessel for the person in front of you to manifest physically through eye contact and and like a hug, and just like compassion, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love for you. And if we're to do that, we have to do this in a way of, like I kind of, I liken it to, if it's somebody's birthday in the family, like 
you make the day about them. And they get to make whatever requests they want, right? Like if Jen's like, uh, I want to go to Jump Jam and do that and then go to Dollywood, it's like, great. And if she's like, I want to read a book, you're like, family's reading a book. It's just like, what, what do you want to do? And I will do it with you, but not to keep you there, not to let you just stay there forever, but so that we can actually listen to the person in front of us, but also listen to the spirit in us trying to minister to this person through us. How do we minister to the individuals in front of us who every single person here would need some kind of different way to be ministered to? Like, we, we can't do a class or read an instruction book on that. Like, we have to develop the practice of listening to the Lord and, and, and ministering in the exact way that he asks. But the second part is, like, we have to also understand our role in the process of, of helping somebody release their burden, right? Um, what comes up to mind for me is First uh, Peter 2.24, and it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. He himself, we, we don't get to carry any of that, right? Like we don't have a part, it's Jesus. So how does that play out practically? Um, I think the best image of this in scripture that came to my mind was Mark 2. And it's the story of Jesus healing this paralytic. I'm just going to read a little first five verses of it. And he, when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above them. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, let's talk about this first. So this infers that at some point, these friends had seen enough of Jesus. I don't know if that's one story, if they just saw him heal some guy on the side of the road, but they saw enough from Jesus so that when they knew he was coming to town, they said, I know with all certainty that our friend will be healed by Jesus if we get him to Jesus, right? So somehow in this process, they convince their friend who's a paralytic, who's probably begging, who's probably every single day has been just awful. And they come up to him and they say, we know you're going to be healed if we take you to this person. And who knows, maybe they convinced him, maybe they literally just dragged him out and took him to this place. But they get to this house 
And it's packed out. There are hundreds of people. They can't even get inside. And sometimes that would deter a lot of us. Like if, if we come out here and at the end of the service, there's two people in a prayer line. Sometimes we're just like, ah, can wait. You know, not a big deal. But like these guys are like, no, there's nothing that's getting in the way of this. Like Jesus is here. He heals. Our friend needs healing. So what they do is take them on the roof and they start ripping off this roof, right? And like, if you've ever done demo, it is super messy. Like, like debris, dust, like they're like hammering, they're like ripping stuff up. Not to mention like Jesus is trying to like give a sermon and then like they're like interrupting it. And they're stealing people's places in line who were there trying to be closer in the first place. So like they're doing nothing to our standard, right? To people's standard. But what they are doing is believing that he can do it. He is going to heal their friend. This is the riskiest thing. I've like I love these stories that are like either we're idiots or he's about to be healed and it's going to change his life forever. And I want to be in those positions where we can be the fools for Christ. But as he's lowered, Jesus says, their, their faith, he saw their faith, the collective faith of their friends. And I think in this world, sometimes we take on a bigger role than we're supposed to when we're trying to help our friends with their burdens and we end up being some kind of like emotional and spiritual Uber for our friends and they can only get from point A to point B if we're a part of it. And we find that it kind of strokes our ego a little bit, right? It's like, like I feel good about this. Like I am spiritual. Like I am doing what God's telling me to do and they were in A, now they're at B. This feels good, right? <laughs> but you have two of those friends and now you have a major burden <laughs> because, hey, Ryan, I need to get to point C in 30 minutes. Can you help me out? And you take them there and then the next person calls and says, hey, man, I need to get from this place to this place. And then you're like, man, I'm overwhelmed with helping people with their burdens. But that's like not at all how Jesus dealt with anybody's burdens. So what I'm trying to say here is, can we be a people who know the importance of, like, yes, it is our job to bear one another's burdens, but we only do so long enough to carry our friend to Jesus, and then Jesus gets the glory, right? He does all of the work. He gets all of the glory. He's the only one who can bear it. So what I'm asking is that we would commit ourselves to not get in the way of this, that we would do it with a heart that just knows he is the only one, that we'd have the confidence in him. So what we wanted to do just for just a couple minutes. Um, 
the band's going to play for a minute. And I'm just asking the Lord to search your heart right now. And if you do, if you have a burden that has been overwhelming to you, and I think for some of you, it's going to be the same burden that Jay asked about four or five weeks ago. And this is your sign of, hey, this is a place that we're trying to practice this. Like, are you willing to just raise your hand and let the people of God bring you to Jesus and not be ashamed by that? So, do you want to just pray? Yeah. Just have them? When right now, um, yeah, I just pray that <laughs> that any enemy voice would be silent, saying, "Don't speak of that. Don't tell that. That's not that heavy." Would be silenced in the name of Jesus. That there's nothing too small and nothing too big that you wouldn't delight to carry, to remove from our shoulders. And so tonight, would you give us boldness and expectation that if we would share with one another, if we would bear with one another, you would heal, you would set free, that we might leave this place floating a little bit. Would you do that here tonight? So I just pray, maybe a prayer of confession that I did not move the first week. Something came to mind and I did not move. So tonight we move. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. So if you have something tonight that you would delight prayer over, we would really love to pray with you. So I'm just gonna give the opportunity for you to raise your hand if you would like prayer and then we're gonna invite those around you to pray over you. Does anyone need prayer tonight? Come on, here we go. Would y'all just come around those people around you? Got a couple over here, a couple in the back, some right here, yeah. We're gonna pray some prayers of faith. story um, there's this the, the paralytic story there's some Pharisees in the room and one of them says does this guy know who he is like what he's saying right now is blasphemy only God can do that and I just see like Jesus with like this like <laughs> kind of sarcastic smirk on his face, just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's me. Um, and it just, it never ceases to amaze me that these guys, these Pharisees were like, they, they understood everything they could know about God, but they could not perceive when he was in the room. And, um, I want us to be a people who's had 
enough experience, whether it's one or a million with Jesus, to know that he is the only. He is the only place where we find our freedom. And we have this freedom and this lightness to be able to do this together. Like in his, the way that he, like the last prayer that Jesus had was, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. So even though it's easier for us sometimes to do this on our own, or like think we can do it on our own, or think that, well, I'm really tight with God. I can just go and pray with them and be with them. And you can, you can. But what Jesus says is the fullest picture is this. Is that we lay down our pride, our objections, and we lay down all of our ways, old ways of doing things, of trying to deal with our burdens and just relearn how to give them to him. And if we can learn how to do that together, I think this is, there's no other place in the world I'd rather be in a community than that. Yeah. And I'm excited and I'm looking forward to the conviction that's, that's going to stir out of me because I'm, a, I'm an individual. We all kind of have our things, but can we drop that and just say, hey, I'm, I'm here for you, and it's uncomfortable for me, but here's my burden. I'd like to take this to Jesus with you. And I'm just really excited to do that with you guys.